Welcome to We Are Everyone, a video and podcast series powered by Pivotal Moments, and we focus on the intersection of mental wellness in the workforce. We bring together young professionals and mindful executive mentors to bridge the generational gap and bring to the surface conversations about the importance of mental wellness and how to overcome career tradition challenges. Mental wellness is paramount. Join us. Welcome to We Are Everyone. I'm your host, Jen Sherman, and we have a very special guest on today, as all our guests are special. Um, we have my good friend, Dale. She is the founder, co-founder of Good World, founder of Good World, hey. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, social entrepreneurship, um, mental recess, introduce, introducing a new term to our audience today, and just overall how to do good to our world. Right. So, Dale, want to start with telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Of course, I've been following the, this podcast for a long time. So it's such a pleasure to, um, uh, to be a guest. Um, so I'm originally from New Zealand, um, grew up on the southern tip of the South Island. So it doesn't get much further south than that. There literally are penguins in the streets. Oh, that's and so cool. You can see the southern lights are very bright in the skies. It's, it's beautiful. Um, a recovering academic, so started as an academic, running a research center uh, researching leadership in New Zealand, and then came out here to the U.S. 15 years ago and worked with various nonprofits, foundations, um, which was where I had the idea for Good World. Um, I was uh, living in New York City and working at a nonprofit, and the way that they were fundraising was just so radically different from the way that my friends were doing philanthropy. So hence the idea of Good World came and, you know, as I realized that technology could be a way for um, the organizations and the people to meet in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I remember I met you years ago and, you know, back then that was when I was just getting introduced to the term social impact and impact investing and all that jazz. And I was like, I like this. I'm not exactly sure what it is yet because it was like such a new term. But I know that, you know, your organization was kind of at the forefront of defining that as well as, you know, Village Capital and Case Foundation. So it's been really kind of fun to follow that journey um, of Good World and also just the involvement with the industry or not industry, but the state of, you know, our nation and um, the globe. So I guess kind of thinking about as we talk about here on the show, mental fitness and mental health and mental recess, new term for the audience, um, you know, how do you think or play when you're kind of in your day to day of like, how does social entrepreneurship play into like that kind of healthy mindset, if you will? Well, I think that is a really, really important question for entrepreneurs, probably particularly social entrepreneurs, but all entrepreneurs, because um, I think mental fitness is key to actually um, surviving as an entrepreneur. I think, you you, you know, um, like it really is the up and down journey, you know, you kind of like, you know, and particularly at the beginning of your company, like, you know, you can be going and going, you can get so many no's at the very beginning um, that even like sometimes like I remember like one good thing happening would like carry me for a month or two months. So I think like a really big part of that is having an optimistic outset and also having being uh, a willingness to be able to live in an uncertain environment. 
And I think, you know, there's all sorts of different skills um, that I, that, you know, that I've tried and tested over time that have helped kind of um, maintain that positive mindset that I think is so necessary. No, I mean, I think that's a really good point. I think for me, starting my business about five years ago, um, in my mid-20s, and I say mid-20s because I think 20s are a very interesting time period in life. I mean, that's all I know so far, right? Because I'm going to turn 30 soon. So I only know the 20s um, and teens and all that jazz. But anyways, I think like the skills that I acquired in my mid-20s starting my own business was a very different skill set if I chose not to. And I think it's um, one of those things where you kind of half, not half, but I don't believe you can be a successful entrepreneur if you don't have an optimistic mindset, because if you get stuck in the uncertainty, which as someone who manages anxiety on a daily basis, uncertainty is scary, right? It's like, tell me what's happening in five years. Tell me what's happening in 10 years. But to your point, I think having that, what we talk about also here at Pivotal Moments is resilience is something that in grit is something that entrepreneurs kind of have that born within them or have to really acquire that um, skill set because talk about getting shut down. I mean, if you talk about your inner ego, it is being shut down pretty much all the time. Um, and then you have that wind holding onto that wind, but going back to like the mission and reason of to why you're here and why you made that decision and leap. So um, I think that's a really good point, Dale. Yeah, no. And I mean, it was it was really interesting when I came out over here, you know, I was working for like nonprofits and foundations. But I think like a litmus test for me has always been like, how do how do I do the most good possible and make the biggest contribution um, while we're here? And that's where I kind of, you know, I'd like worked um, in the academic field and education. I'd worked in the nonprofit field. And I think both of those are really, really impact can be really, really impactful. But for me, like um, uh, the 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 next thing that I thought I really wanted to test was business. Like, how much change can you actually make as a business owner, and how how can business be like a, a force for good in the world? And um, that's where we've kind of been um, focused really um, now as a, as a company. But again, like the learning journey that I went from like over that period and, and much of it also inside of being an entrepreneur, you know, we first started with working with nonprofits on fundraising and community building. We still work with nonprofits on fundraising and community building. But, you know, because we've been in the business also for about five years, markets change. And, you know, all of a sudden in, in, inside of that industry, there was like, um, you know, the competition became fierce of people who, who was doing that. So you kind of get this, oh, no, but, uh, moment as a, as a business owner and an entrepreneur, what am I going to do? And you have to ad adapt and change. And I think it's what so many entrepreneurs and so many people in general had to go through during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think like some of these exercises and things that we can put in place in our lives and just really small things um, can really help us have that, that mental fitness. So we don't need to, um, so we, so we don't need to kind of, you know, get into a, a place where our mental health perhaps isn't as good because we're going through the ups and downs of our business. Exactly. Or, you know, with a lot of stuff is control, right? A lot of people have, um, a lot of angst comes from the lack of control. And so something where it's like, I've always focused so much on my business because it's something that I can mostly control, right? It's me, myself, and I, and of course there's 
partners, clients, and all that jazz, but it's in my control. And the thing is where it's scary about the, pan or, you know, was intimidating about the pandemic is that that was so out of our control. But I think having, being able to manage, but having that control of my business throughout the pandemic was actually more of a relief to me because I had that consistency of, I can control my environment. Um, and if I need to, you know, come up with something that I need to sell on the street in order to put food on my table, I can do that versus feeling helpless where it's like everything's spiraling. I think to your point of change and having to pivot and having to adapt, it's like we, you kind of, I think that we sometimes as humans get so caught up in the idea that we had, and it's really hard for us to adapt or change. Whereas like, that's what people are constantly doing all of the time. And that's how innovation occurs. And it's like, if you, if you lean into the fact that, it, and also another thing is, is that I feel like we live in such a compare society, which again is detrimental to our mental health because you're on your own journey. And perhaps this other company that comes up out of nowhere is like 10 steps ahead of you in your mind. And you're like, what, you know, what the heck? Right. And so I think it's like being able to block out that noise and to kind of stay your course is something that I think would help. It's kind of taking that entrepreneurship, or entrepreneurship mindset and, and applying it to kind of the greater good, whatever those skill sets are for, for mental fitness and mental health. Yeah, I, I think that is, is really important. And I think, you know, the conversation about like, you know, what kind of control can you have over your life? And when like, you know, the, the world hits you with something you weren't expecting. And, you know, I think like quite, um, you know, one thing that I think really helped me during that time when we had to change the business um, rapidly quite quickly um, was, um, you know, growing additional competencies. So I didn't know anything about marketing, for example. Um, but all of a sudden, I found myself having to kind of run marketing inside of my company. So, you know, I signed up for masterclass. I did some masterclass classes. I did so much research on the internet. There's things like Coursera and so many online classes um, that you could take to like really grow those skills to become more competent, which then creates more resilience because you have more faith in yourself to kind of back yourself. I think another really, really important one for mental wellness is, um, is communication mm -hmm. um, and, and making sure that you have the right people around you to not just prop you up, but also help you and help you get your business or whatever. 100%. And, and will tell you the truth. I mean, a friend that will tell you the truth um, if the news isn't very good is a friend indeed. So. It's a, it is a friend indeed. And also is like, I think that's an interesting thing of like kind of talking about like your circle of influence is like that is your core circle. And I've really noticed this during the pandemic is like that is your circle of influence who you kind of go to if like you're in a bind. It's like you want that core to be one in your best interest and to be able to really like take themselves out of this equation and just have that communication. Communication, I think which I've realized is one of the biggest assets that you can have in an open communication in the pandemic, because there is no time. If you like, there's no time for that, like Delta, Delta, sorry, the like triggered, like, you know, Delta, Omicron. anyways, COVID anyways, but like, there's no, there's not room for that anymore because we are living in this virtual world. And it's like, things can be, I, we had Rain Steinberg on from ARCA and he said, he was like, 
I don't like the slack culture is like, it could be really detrimental in a corporation because like things can get so misconstrued. Like even one of my clients today was like, I'm so sorry if I sounded negative across like talking about something. And for me, I'm like, I didn't take any of it personally. I'm like, he's just trying to get into the data. Like he's, I was like, I love this. I didn't take any of it personally, but the, it's interesting. He thought to me that I, he was being negative or coming across a certain way. I'm like, this is why we need to pick up the phone. And, and I think to your point, communication is so, so important. Who you surround yourself by is just like beyond. And that kind of goes into our next topic of, um, what we talk a lot about at Pitiful Moments is mental fitness, as you know, we've spoken about before. And I would love to think of like, this is something, what do you think about when you hear the term mental fitness? Um, I think about mental health and but doing it from a preparatory stance. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you you have everything in place that you need so when the world hits you with something, you're not going to suffer from bad mental health. I love that. It's like being prepared. Yeah. No, I, that's actually a great response. I haven't heard that. It's like you kind of have all your tools in your toolbox. So when something hits, you're prepared for it. It's kind of like, it's kind of with a business, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, things happen in life. You know, you can't, you, things can happen tomorrow. And, but it's the matter of how you're going to handle it and move forward, right? It's like the resilience aspect and how you view that. I mean, and I think having, having the business while life's happening around you, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't shut down, but perhaps sometimes not shutting down is a good thing because you're building your, you're strengthening your mental fitness muscle in order to push through and move forward. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. And I think, you know, for you, that is really important when it comes to mental fitness. My guess is that everybody is slightly different. Exactly. And so, you know, for some people, I think unwinding and having time to decompress is probably really, really important. I mean, in fact, and I think when I think about mental fitness too, I sort of, I think of it on a personal level and what I can do, but I also think of it as an employer. And I think that is so, so important. You know, I have a team of incredibly passionate people who work so hard and um, above and beyond. But, you know, when people are working really, really hard, like that can like impact, um, impact their their happiness, their well-being and their productivity in the long term. So, you know, we did things like giving people a mandatory, um, you know, there was some obviously some things that need to go on in the company like customer service and things like that. But we strongly, strongly encouraged for people to like take a full 10 days off. We gave them paid, you know, leave for an extra, um, an extra uh, seven to 10 days um, in the Christmas period where we literally shut the whole company down because if if one person's taking time off and everybody isn't taking time off, that can often, you know, the person mm-hmm. who's taking time off is still working. So how do you look after your team in terms of mental fitness and how do you look after yourself in terms of mental fitness? Yeah. And that's something, you know, specifically with the show, We Are Everyone, um, we really focus on corporations and just talking with different um leaders and not, I mean, not, not leaders. I think everyone's a leader within their own self, but I'm saying like, we talk about different, we talk with different people from different levels of organization, because at the end of the day, like, you know, we are, we all are a team. And to your point, it's like, you can't even, it was awkward for me over the holiday because it's like, 
one client could be completely shut down, but then one was like half on. And I'm like, well, I can't completely shut down, you know? And that's not... The, what, the aspect of completely shutting down means like your brain is off and, and it's like sometimes during the holidays, it's like, I love that you just come, everything's off because then that, because then no one has to work, you know, no one's working. And I'm curious, like for, for your company where you have such a great social impact based mission and then internally though, it's like, how do you kind of manage everyone's mental fitness? And of course we're not, you know, can't, there's no, there's boundaries, right? But making sure that like people are showing up in the way that's also like what what the the uh, what the business was also built upon, right? It's kind of like externally and internally the values meet. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really really great question, and um, I I think one of the things that I personally make sure that I do is um, you know make sure that the whole person is looked after. Like, for example, one of my employees just got over from COVID. So I like every day I would like, you know, apart from when she was very sick, I would check in with her and make sure she was doing okay. But also now that she's back at work, how's your energy levels? Like, you know, just kind of like making, letting people know that they can be fully present at work um, and that they cared about as a whole person. And another thing that I think that we do, and I think this is particularly important going back to the communication that mm-hmm. we talked about um, earlier, is that um, inside of, uh, as a company culture, like we have very, very much an open door, um, you know, an open Slack channel policy. So you could talk to anyone at any moment. And we really, really encourage asking questions. So, you know, like, you know, I will, like, if I give somebody a task, I will say, do you have any questions? And then I'll check back with them because it's just, you know, rather than hold the task up there and then see if somebody can jump high enough to measure it and for them just to feel by themselves in their office, Mm -hmm. you know, at home, not surrounded by their team and not feeling like that they can, you know, have, you know, that not feeling prepared enough to be able to kind of meet the mark. So I think that like communication and um, kind of uh, witnessing the whole person rather than just the person at work are two really important things. No, 110%. I think that's also where it's like, you know, we're all, I, I, I was interviewing a, I was interviewing someone yesterday um, around for a client for a sales position. And I'm like, this is not an interview. This is a conversation. I was like, you were both, this is like, this is both a choice, right? This is not like, I, I don't like that whole aspect of like the, like putting someone's not less than, or you have to put them in this position of, because they have to prove themselves to you. And this whole thing too, with, with working at a company, it's like seeing their whole selves versus like that one portion of them seeing the whole self version versus like them not meeting a deadline on a Tuesday and sending it on a Wednesday. Like, Frankly, sometimes it could be the end of the world, but like sometimes it's not. And it's more along the lines of why, what's looking at the whole person of why that was happening rather than just looking at that one piece of performance, because there's probably a bunch of different reasons why. Right. And like, I think the more that we can kind of lean into that, the more we're going to have a productive workforce and the more we're going to have happy people. Key, key, key thing there is productive workforce. Fine. We got America keep going. But the key is there is happy people. And 
if we look at the crisis of disengagement or the great resignation that's happening, people are unhappy. How can we fix that? And I think like creating an environment that, you know, you've been talking about and it, but also something to touch on as well is like looking at periods of time where, you know, 10 days over the holidays. Amazing. Love that. Um, unfortunately, someone who's sick out and recovering from COVID. Then there's that window of time when they get back in the office. What? It's probably a week where you check in and then it's back to work, right? I mean, realistically, like you like, okay. But this new term that we're talking about at Pitiful Moments is mental recess, where that's every, that's 365, 52, day, 52 weeks, because a mental recess is the reason why, you know, if we go back to childhood, kids are running around and they have a period of time to run around. Adults need that too. So, you know, how, how can like that also 365 model of that mental recess reset can be instilled in corporations where it's okay when you leave your office for, you leave your desk for 30 minutes, doesn't have to be lunch, doesn't have to be taking your kids somewhere, doesn't have to be walking your dog. It could be literally you just sitting there and whatever you want to do, right? Like it, no one needs to know, right? And so I think that that's an interesting concept that I would love to introduce to corporate America um, and would love to get kind of your thoughts on that. I think that is genius. And I think it's genius because now, particularly as we're so many of us are working at home and um, our lives, our personal lives and our, our work lives and all of our different lives are all intertwined at one. So, you know, people might not need to have a lunch break, but they might need to go pick their kids up. So they should be able to say when they want their recess. Yeah. And you get um, recess, you get, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too. You get your recess and you get to go. But now absolutely. you get it. It's like pick up your kids and then also, you know, take a mental recess. Take two throughout the day because I guarantee you they're going to show up with more creative juice, with more creativity and also be happier. Yes, 100%. And I think there's also a, a whole lot of different ways that, you know, as individuals, but also as leaders in our organizations can, you know, uh, maybe some ideation about how people might want to um, mm -hmm. have a mental resource and sharing ideas and what's good for them. Um, one thing that's really good for me that I, that I do um, to take a mental recess if I don't have much time is just like, one to three minutes of mindfulness, you know, putting my meditation timer on on my phone and sitting there and just breathing and trying to detach from all of these thoughts that are running around in my head. And that's particularly if I have to make a transition in my work. And another thing that um, my partner and I do, my, my partner in life, my partner in love and I do in the mornings is we try and do uh, we try and do a three-minute meditation, and then we do a one-minute gratitude practice. Oh, I love and that. And I think, like, you know, where we essentially express gratitude to each other for the things that, you know, they might not have thought that, you know, that you'd noticed or just, like, generally for, you know, what we have in our lives. And I think that puts um, – that really helps to put um, – and um, uh, focus my mind on what – all the, all the great things that we have already and, and in a, kind of more that abundance mindset, like noticing the good things, you know, working on the good things. And not to say that we don't need to work on the things that aren't working. We do. But if you can, like, look at them from kind of a sense of abundance and how we fix things, I think that's a really great way to kind of also reset. You know, I mean, I love that. Well, you jumped ahead of like, what's, you know, what do you do for mental recess? Will you answer that question? Perfect. No, it's, I love it. That means, you know, conversation, you're ahead of the game. But to your point is, it's funny, my partner and I love partner, not, you know, partner, whatever. 
he tries to do the meditation thing as well. And I'm like up and at it. So it's like a halfway thing right now where it's like, he's meditating. He's like, I'm meditating. I'm like, he's like meditating and I'm like down here ruffling around lights on, like making breakfast, jumping to work out. I'm like, huh, you know, maybe, maybe I should take a chapter out of uh, Dale's book here and lean into that practice. Cause I feel like to your point, you set the intention to very like positively for the day, because I think, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, if you don't set that intention like you did in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, when you are out at gas and you are kind of running on fumes, then it kind of flips to negativity. But if you start it off with a positive, positive vibe, I think it kind of evens out a little bit better at the end of the day and have that gratitude rather than running, just completely always running. So, and I think, but I think that also goes to yeah. like everybody's different. For yeah. you, you want to be up and around and like, you know, doing exercise in the morning, that is a proven way to boost your mood through, you know, it, endorphins and it, things it like does. that, it, that are released. And, you know, so that, that is one of the best things. I mean, this morning, even I didn't, I did yoga yesterday. It was amazing. This morning I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to, and it just like my day was different, you know? And it's like, I think to the point of, and for me, I'm always the person who tells me like, oh, you need a hobby. And I'm like, all right, let's try out sewing today. That's just my personality. I like will jump on it. Oh, that sounds great. I'm going to try that. And like, then it's like I'm back to my normal running around self. But um, I think just kind of leaning into what that mental recess is for yourself is something that's really important for mental fitness. So, um, yeah. So I guess, you know, Dale, like, because I could probably go for hours. What else? Is there anything you want to kind of like talk about, leave the audience with, you know? I would just I would just say that um, I think that this is an incredibly important topic and it's incredibly important always but right now with all the changes that are going on at work it's really really important and for you know and as leaders of organizations it's obviously important for retention and employee engagement and things like that I mean there's some really kind of shocking numbers about how disengaged a lot of employees oh, are it's crazy so I think this stuff like really really um, does make a difference and I just think in general talking about mental health is so important it's something that's a bit of a taboo I think in our society still and can be swept underneath the carpet um, but the more that we talk about it and the more that people are prepared to put their hands up and say, okay, well, you know, um, I'm struggling right now. I might be feeling a bit of a sense of burnout, like whatever it is, I need to do something about it. And for that to be okay, that's like being able to have, that's being able to put your arms around something like before something drastic happens. So, you know, make a safe, safe place to have a conversation, you know, welcome people's mm -hmm. feelings and thoughts. I mean, I know that we don't often do this in the corporate environment and these are very soft skills and, and all of that sort of thing, but they are very, very important, I think, right now for growing for, for a, a growing and thriving team. And, and just I think is treating people like people. You know, you could be it's someone, it's even as like thought, thoughtful as like someone you have directly on your team or if you're working with a partner or someone on the street, it's like even just someone on the street who don't have like just treat people with grace because at the end of the day, like you don't know what's going on with them. And it's not, it, I don't, it's not to raise your hand and be like, this is how I'm feeling. I see it as a sign of such strength and not weakness. And that's the, that's the, um, this, that's the, that's the connotation and mindset that we really need to switch in society. And I think we're getting there. That's what we're, you know, doing here at Pivotal Moments and really moving the needle and, 
you know, over here at Good World, we're trying to make a good world. So, uh, you know, I love it. I'm just so happy we're able to join and make this happen. So, and, and in person, hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much, Dale. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real honor. Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into another episode of We Are Everyone. You can subscribe to We Are Everyone on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and also be sure to visit www.pivotalmoments.org to learn more about the organization. And we also want to hear what mental wellness means to you. So you can follow us on social media, submit your video, and uh, we will catch you next time. Thank you so much.